Heavenly Father, we just are so grateful, Father, for, to be able to be in your sanctuary, Lord. God, you are, you are Jehovah Jireh. You are a God that provides, God. And we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. God, we pray that you would anoint this time. God, I pray that you would anoint your word. God, that uh, your word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Lord God, I pray that you would just breathe on it, God. I pray that somebody would leave here encouraged. Somebody online that's watching, God, that uh, uh, they, they, they would know you, God, as Savior and Lord, Father. And I pray uh, as we walk through your word, God, that you speak with clarity, conviction, God. And I just pray you would anoint my lips. We give you all the praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen, amen, amen. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Turn with me to the, to the, to the book of Joshua, chapter 3. Joshua 3. I'm going to be reading from the, uh, the Amplified Version of the Bible. Picking up at verse 14 through 17. And I've titled this message, It's Time to Cross Over. Again, I'll say that again, it's time to cross over. So when the people set out from their tents to cross over the Jordan with the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and when those who were, were carrying the Ark came up to the Jordan and the feet of the priests carrying the Ark were submerged at the end of the water, for the Jordan overflows all of its banks throughout the time of harvest. Note that. The waters which were flowing down from the from, um, from above stopped and rose in one mass a great distance away at Adam, the city that is bes beside Zarethan. Those waters flowing downward toward the Sea of Arabah, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off. So the people crossed the river opposite Jericho, and while all the people of Israel crossed over on dry ground. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan riverbed until all the nation had finished crossing over the Jordan. And we'll stop there. Growing up, uh, I'm an avid basketball fan, so uh, anybody that knows me, I, I love basketball. Uh, growing up, I played point, point guard uh, you know, all, all the way throughout high school. Um, and growing up in the 90s, there was a player that uh, I, just, I just loved. You know, loved his game. I watched him, you know, in, in college at Georgetown University. Uh, his name was Allen Iverson. And uh, they called him AI. And uh, what, 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 uh, he, his signature move was uh, his crossover, his crossover dribble. Some of you guys remember. Uh, when, he, when he came in, in the NBA, uh, he was a top pick. And uh, he took the NBA by storm. And uh, one, of the, one of the things in his rookie season was... Uh, he was going up against uh, the GOAT, Michael Jordan. And uh, famously, uh, he crossed him over, you know. And, uh, you know, nowadays it, it would have went viral, you know. Um, and so uh, some of you guys, uh, some of you Warrior fans, you know, I don't know if you guys, you know, I'm, I'm going back, you know, not the Steph, Steph era, but the, the run TMC era, you know, with, uh, you know, with Tim Hardaway and, and Mitch Richmond and Chris Mullen. Um, Tim Hardaway had, had his move, it was called the killer crossover. And so just like, like AI and uh, just like, like Tim Hardaway, uh, God was moving his people from one, one space to another space. And God is doing that with us. And so to kind of give you a background of the text, obviously Joshua um, spent 
spent 40 years under, uh, under Moses. We know that uh, as we look at uh, in Joshua, they're ready at, the, at the, the edge of the Jordan. And we know if we look back at Moses and, and that Moses generation, they realized that they, uh, they had died in the wilderness. Why? Because they're disobedience to God. And you remember in Numbers 20, where, uh, where Moses, where we find Moses and uh, the people, they were grumbling and complaining. And, uh, but God told him that he was gonna, he was gonna bring them to the promised land. But, but what, did, what did we see Moses do? You know, he, he struck the rock twice. God told him to speak to the rock and, and water would flow, but he, he struck the rock in his anger. But we still see God's grace, even in the midst of that, that water still flowed even that he struck the rock twice. And, and that's a word for us too, is that even we, we, we can look at our lives that even we've made messes of ourselves, but God, God still lets the wa- water flow in our life. There's times where we can look back. You know, we, I know we look very spiritual. You know, we carry our big Bibles, but there, if, we, if we rewind the tape, you know, we all, got a, we all got a history. You know, our BC life of before Christ and even our AD life, even after death, we still are wrestling with things. The God is still working things out. You know, just like with Moses, when he took, took Moses over, over the Red Sea, we see the people of God still brought a little Egypt with them. And all of us still, as we come over, we still have a little bit of Egypt in us. Some things that we're working through, God is working on us. And it's like God has justified us as we've never sinned when we, when we trust Jesus with salvation. But this, there's a sanctification that takes place. And that's, that's a lifelong journey. As, as we're watching the Olympics, you know, I'm watching, you know, the 100-meter dash. And you see it's just like them getting off the, out of the starting blocks. But that's just the beginning. And that there's work for us to do in the Holy Spirit to be at work. And so where we find us, ourselves in the text is that they're getting ready to cross over. But we find that, that Joshua... Uh, stops and pauses, and, and uh, prior to verse 14, we see that, that, that God calls them to, to, to sanctify themselves, or some translations say consecrate, consecrate themselves. What does that mean? He was calling them to be set apart. He was calling them to, to in, in, uh, in other words, like in, uh, in sports, like sometimes they call a 20-second timeout. You know, we got to regroup, we got to get ready, and that's what God was doing with his people, he was getting ready them to move from one space to another space. But what, but what he was doing, it was calling them just to, to pause and be set apart and like, I'm getting ready to blow your minds. And I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to somebody here or somebody listening online, God's getting ready to blow your mind. He's about to do something new in your life, do something different in your life. He's, he's shifting some things in your life. But before that, he, he has to set us apart. He has to sanctify us. And, and, and he, he, just like he did with the people of Israel, he's doing with us now. So we see that in verse 14. As uh, uh, is the text says, he, uh, he goes before us. Is that So when the people set out from their tents to cross over the Jordan with the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And so my first point is that, that God always goes before us. He has to go before us. In, in the significance of the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, we see that uh, it, it housed the Ten Commandments. So, it, you know, it was, it, was, uh, it was like a visual reminder that, that Israel's king was going before them. And that they were, they, the, the Ark of the Covenant went, went before the people. 
and, and visually, and for us, the Holy Spirit has to, we have to be people of the Holy Spirit. You know, we don't want to move like, like how, how Moses, you know, he, God spoke to him, you know, in a pillar of a cloud by day and in, 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 in a pillar of fire by night. And, uh, and it's the same way is that the Holy Spirit has to be our guide. Wherever God is moving us, we have to be sensitive to that. You know, a few weeks ago, we were, we were uh, vacationing. Me and my family were vacationing in, uh, in Los Angeles. And, you know, L.A., L.A. traffic, you know. I heard about it, but uh, I got real familiar with it a few weeks ago. And so we were just, you know, traveling uh, all over the, the L.A. area, different freeways. And, and uh, we were using the, the Waze app. And uh, I know we've used it here, but, man, it was, it was anointed down in Los Angeles, you know, uh, so, you know, literally, I mean, it had us getting off the five, get, get, you know, getting back on the five, had us taking all these different routes, you know, had us going through some places. My kids was asking me, like, God, where you got us? You know, but, but just as the ways that we trusted the ways that we got to trust God wherever he leads us. Sometimes it might be scary, it might be un- unconventional, but the Lord is at work and we, we, we go where he goes. He tells us to go. And... Uh, and it just reminded me, you know, just as it was with the Waze app, it, it, just, it is with, with God, is that we have to learn how to trust him. And God will take us to some places that we might not want to go. I'm thinking about, you know, in, a, in Luke chapter 4, you remember Jesus. You know, the Bible says that the spirit led him to the desert. You know, nowadays, you know, just some bad theology out there. A lot of times God will take us to some unconventional places, to some dark places, and you could be right in the center of God's will. And just like God was leading his people to the promised land, he was leading them right to, to an obstacle. And that's my second point, is that we got, as people of God, we got to expect obstacles. I'll say that again, expect obstacles. We shouldn't be, as people of God, we shouldn't be surprised when we run into opposition or obstacles in our life. You know, just like in, in the gym, you know, I know, I know Brother Zeke, I used to work out with him, but, you know, uh, a few years ago and, and uh, just training is like sometimes, you know, it's just like our muscles, our muscles only grow with, with resistance and our faith only grows with resistance. It's resistance training. And God develops us as we run into opposition or obstacles, but obstacles are opportunities for God to really move. And so we have to be sensitive to, to, to God and, and what he's doing it, when he leads us to, to opposition or obstacles. And, uh, and you can imagine, you know, just being at the Jordan River, obviously just uh, the people of God, you know, just like Joshua and Caleb, you know, they were there years ago. Uh, and I, there were eyewitness accounts to, to seeing what God had did with Moses, bringing them to the Red Sea. And you could see that it's like, it's like in, the, in football terms, it's like when you're getting close to the goal line, a lot of times we face our stiffest resistance at the goal line. You know, it's like, man, you know, their goal line defense. You know, we're going to expect the defense to, to, to really stiffen up to, get, if, to prevent us from getting into the end zone. And that's a lot of times what the enemy or, 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 or uh, obstacles that we experience in our life is that we face our stiffest resistance before God really opens up and brings a breakthrough in our life. So I don't know who, who I'm talking to here in the sanctuary or somebody online that God's about to do a breakthrough in your life. But you might be facing some stiff resistance. You might want to, to tap out. But God's saying just keep pushing. 
keep pushing. It's just like, you know, women here that, that, uh, we're, that we're getting ready to, that are pregnant, getting ready to deliver. It's like when you face the, when you experience the contractions, you know, my wife, you know, we have five and, and uh, we went through four births and just seeing as we got closer and closer to the water breaking, you know, the, the, the labor pains that were more intense, you know, it's because God was getting ready to deliver something. And I feel like somebody listening to this message, God's getting ready to, to, to bring a breakthrough and just keep pushing, keep stay the course. God is doing something new in this church. God is doing something new. And so I just want to encourage you. And I, it reminds me of Nehemiah in Nehemiah 4. You guys remember Nehemiah, God had given him a call to, to rebuild the wall in Jerusalem. And, you know, and he, he, and he answered the call. You know, a lot of times, you know, we, 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 uh, we, we do God like, you know, we see is God calling us and we hit ignore. And God keep calling us. He keeps calling us because he's got a calling on you. He's got a purpose in your life. And it's not just about you. It's for somebody else. He wants to use you for a purpose. And just like Nehemiah, just like Joshua, God had a calling on them. And God call, called Nehemiah to rebuild the wall. And he answered that call. But he fe- faced a stiff resistance. You know, you remember in Nehemiah 4, there was, ne- you know, Sam Ballads and, and the Tobiases that were, were talking about him. You know, we all go experience haters. You know, haters are an indicator you're going somewhere. Just FYI, if you're experiencing haters or opposition, that means you're, you're going in the right direction. You're doing what God's called you to do. And then thirdly, is uh, verse 15, I want to read verses 15 through 17. It said, and when those who were carrying the ark came up to the Jordan and the feet of the priest carrying the ark were submerged at the edge of the water of the Jordan. For the Jordan overflows all of its banks throughout the time of harvest. The waters which were flowing down from the from above stopped and rose up in one mass a great distance away. So you can imagine God's bringing his people and they were getting ready to, to be delivered. And, and see, in Moses' generation, God, God, you know, God, you see God speaking to Moses. And Moses is like, God, you brought us out here. What's up? You know, people are complaining. And God's like, why are you calling on me? Stretch out your hands and I'll part part the waters. We saw that in Moses' generation, but see, there was different in Joshua's generation. See, God's message never changes, but his methods do. And I'll say that again, God's message never changes. His word never changes, but his methods do. See, he told Moses to stretch out his hands and the waters parted. But with Joshua, he told him to step foot. Step foot in the water and the waters parted. See, a lot of times, much is given, much is required. Joshua, Joshua got to see some things, got to experience some things. And so God's expectation for him was, was different. And so some of us, we might have been experienced some things, been exposed to certain things. So God is expecting you to do certain things that were different. And God's telling, we're telling them to, to step foot. Not, not stretch out your hands, but step foot in the river. And the river would part. So I don't know, somebody here today that's listening to this message, God's calling you to, to step foot, to get your feet wet. So I don't know what that means. Some of us might be calling God, God might be calling you to a different zip code. 
God might be calling you to, to change careers. God might be calling you to, to, to get engaged in ministry here at Abundant Life. And, you, and you've been, been, been tugging like, man, should I, should I be, am I in or out? But God's calling you to step foot. You got to be all in. You got to be all in with God. And he's a faithful God. He, he can be trusted. He was the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He was faithful then and he's faithful now. And God is doing a work in our life. But we, but we, have, to, we have to step foot to see the waters part. And just like Joshua, they had, they had courageous faith. They didn't understand. A lot of times we don't understand everything. God, God doesn't give us the whole loaf of bread. He gives us little crumbs to see, to test our faithfulness, to test, test us if we're going to follow him. And the Lord is at work. He's, a, he's at work in our life. And it reminds me of, of, of uh, my twins. They're kind of learning how to swim. They're, they're, uh, they just turned five. And, and uh, especially Caleb, my son, he, uh, he, I'll just say he, he struggles with jumping into the pool with, with nobody there. And, and uh, my, my, my other twi uh, twin daughter, uh, Carter, is not so much. But uh, they have these... These, devi these devices, they're called floaters. I don't know if you parents know about floaters, you know. And, uh, and he, he realized as soon as he put them floaters on, he didn't, he didn't sink when the floaters were on. And so he, he, he had a little bit more courage to jump into the pool. And God operates the same way. Is that he's, our, he's, he's like, he operates like floaters for us. That he, ha he, he has us around us. That we can, we can, we can trust, him, trust him to jump into the pool. Even when it's scary. Even if it's dark. Even if it doesn't make sense. Even with people that are in your life. Might, might, the naysayers might say that's, that's not good from God. But you just jump in. You got to be all in with God. You got to get in the pool. Somebody here needs to get in the pool. Somebody needs to step foot into what God's promises in for your life. I don't know who, who that is. Somebody's, there's, there's a shifting occurring with, you, with a job. Maybe your, your God's called you to start a business in, in, in uncertain times like COVID. Maybe God's calling you to leave and to, to, to go to a different place in the country for some purpose that he's, he's birthed in you. But God's called you to, to step foot in the water, to step foot in the water just like he did Joshua. And as we close, there might be somebody listening online. Just like Joshua, the, the, it literally means the Lord saves. It's like he, he brought them through the water. Through the water, right? From, from one land to another land. From one space to another space. And, and that's the gospel, right? That's the gospel. That all of us were dead in our transgressions. All of us were, were down and out. All of us were, 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 had died. But thanks be, to, thanks be to Jesus. Thanks be to Jesus that he came to seek and save what was lost. All of us were lost. All of us were on the Titanic. It didn't matter what, what floor you were on. The Titanic was going down. And God's calling us to somebody here that, that might be listening to this message doesn't know who Jesus is. 
You can, you can, you can, you can be saved by the blood of the Lamb. So I just, just have every, uh, every head bowed, every eyes closed as we close. Heavenly Father, we just, uh, we are so grateful for you, Lord God, and just what you're doing in our midst. Lord God, we know that uh, just like Joshua, God, you had brought, brought him and the people of God to the, the water's edge, God, and they didn't know what, what was going to happen, God, but they saw your supernatural power at work. God, and all of us, God, they're, they're, you bring us to a point in our life where, you know, we, we, we are facing our water's edge, our Jordan River. But God, you, you, you work in miraculous ways, God. And there's somebody that might be listening to this word in this sanctuary or online that has never trusted Jesus with salvation. And it's like the Bible says that all of sin and fall short of God's glory. But it's you, but it's by your precious blood, God, that we can, we can have salvation. It's only by you. Just like the name Yeshua, Joshua, the Lord saves. Lord, you save. You, you could save somebody just like as you did then and you could save somebody now. And I just pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're going to move into the time of communion. So if you, uh, those that are listening online or in the sanctuary can get the, el- the elements out. Let us all stand. Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given this, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took, took the cup and saying, this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us drink. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Let's pray. Lord God, we just thank you so much for your precious blood. Help us not to just do this as a routine. God, just as a regular rhythm, God, to, and uh, just so not, like help us to realize and just soak it in our spirit, just what, you've, what you did for us over 2,000 years ago. God, we, we thank you, we praise you, we bless you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And now the benediction, now to him who was able to keep you from falling and make you stand without blemish in the presence of his glory and with rejoicing. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time and now forever. Amen. You are sent. <laughs>